0: Lemon Pepper Parlay is presented for the People by Caesar Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. Download it. Must be 21 or older. All right, so Lemon Pepper Parlay podcast. I'm your host, Martin Weiss, joined here with my co-host from across the pond right now, Will Blackman. Will, man, I don't know about you, but everybody has said that this season... Like, has it been great? I haven't been enjoying. I have been enjoying NFL football this year. I remember when it wasn't here just seven short weeks ago, and I'm enjoying watching the competition play out. And I don't necessarily mind that it feels like the entire league is four and two or two and four with the exceptions of a few teams. I don't know. What say you? You know what? Before I I get into this, because I do agree with you, I love the fact
1: that this season is one of the most competitive seasons I have witnessed but I got a problem with Sal, bro. Oh, boy. Um, yeah, and I'm not calling him Cousins. I'm calling him Sal. Okay, just straight up. Was it Salvatore? Is that his full name, Salvatore? Uh, it could be Salvatore
0: I, for right now, because until that who, man makes right, he's not family anymore. Listen, listen. I, I, went, I went on the site. Um, you know, I was like, let me check
1: out, you know, in our, our Lemon Pepper site. And it says, like, it says, you're the only host. Your pictures oh. on there, and that's it. Just you. I'm
0: just scraps. Sal that's Iacono, true. government. All right. I'm sure Anyhow. now when he hears that, that will be rectified very quickly, immediately.
1: But, uh, Mike, meatballs, spaghetti don't do nothing. Anyhow,
0: <laughs> I think <mean>, I'm <laughs> don't pretty do sure. Nothing. I want to hear. it, he was going to tell <laughs> meatballs or spaghetti to go ahead and fix that. For sure that's so, what the
1: recommendation back, would be. But back to your point, yes, I'm I'm super thrilled about this season. I love it's truly, it truly fits the term any given Sunday. You just you just never know what's gonna happen, who's gonna win. I feel like the the only team really that's making it clear right now after the loss to Miami Buffalo is kind of letting people know like all right, like no more BS. Like let's 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 get this going. So, but yeah, I, I love it. Uh, pe- people want, I understand they want the high scoring games, but I think what happens is the the, the primetime games are a letdown for a lot of people. I think that's what's happening. They're, they're so focused on those and those are such a letdown. But
0: the, you know, the whole slate of games on Sundays, they're exciting to me. So, you know, I think really when we have to go through, we look through the six weeks that we've already seen so far going into week seven, we can blame this all on Russell Wilson. No, because if the Broncos weren't in primetime five five times uh, <laughs> for five times of six weeks, but your primetime game point I think is is well taken because they do stand alone. There's nothing you can flip the channel to. Like if you got like imagine if at four twenty five on Sunday last week you had to watch the Panthers and the Rams and that's it. Meanwhile, the Bills and the Chiefs are playing. You know, and and you can't. Uh, but Panthers and Rams is all you can lock into. That'd be a terrifying proposition, but. You know, speaking of the Rams, Deshaun Jackson, formerly of what is it, the Eagles, the the Washington football team, the Buccaneers, the Rams, and the Raiders, maybe I think in that order. I might be wrong. But he's now a Raven. You know, yeah. I saw Deshaun Jackson three weeks ago at a high school football game. And uh he looked like he was in good enough shape, but I didn't know that he was gonna be going to play football just three weeks later. Um <laughs> I don't know if like I'm sure he could still run, so I'm sure that's why they signed him. But that's exactly why. Yeah, yeah. But ultimately, the Ravens have have had double digit leads in almost in every loss they've had so far. I think in every game they're three and three. Like, is this team going to go on a run, or is it time to hit the panic button? Oh, you know what?
1: I, I give it. I give it another week. Right now, they're, they're still up. They're at five hundred. Right, so it is not time to hit the panic button yet. They're at five hundred, but we will see. What happens this week versus Cleveland versus a, a division opponent? Um, yeah, there's just a lot of a lot of weird just like things going on, like things that just we can't point out. Like you said, they'll lose their they're, they're blowing leads. Um, but just to get back quickly about the Deshaun Jackson, yeah, he he's really there to just be a threat, truly. Sure. I mean, his his thing is he can still run why are you signing a 35 year old receiver because he can still run he's going to be there they're going to have to respect it and hopefully it will open up for other, other intermediate routes that they're trying to do uh, versus him just throwing to Mark Andrews every single play um, but yeah I, I would just makes me nervous for like Lamar Jackson looks really unsettled and the Raven secondary looks really unsettled. So, um, it, which is surprising because you have some veteran pro bowlers back there. And then for Lamar, I mean, he's a former MVP. So, yeah. like I said, I'm gonna get one more week to see what happens because th- they're known for having a, a pretty good culture over there and, and, and being able to bounce back when things aren't going well. So I won't hit it just yet, but I am putting that button on the desk. Like I'm at Buffalo wild wings. It is right here. That is not a plug. <laughs>
0: Now, nah. <laughs> <laughs> the thing that I, when I'm watching this team, it seems to me that, like, all right, so they said, you know, the best way to keep Michael Jordan from scoring 20 points a game? is to have Dean Smith coach him and put him in the four corners offense, right? So they're just running the clock out, time in, time out. I'm not saying that Lamar Jackson is Michael Jordan. But what I am saying is that he's one of the most electrifying football players with the ball in his hands that we've seen, I mean, probably in the history of this league, but definitely in, in the last 20 years, right? As I understand football, didn't play it at a high level like you did, but as I understand football, the hardest thing for defenders to do, as I've been told, is to ascertain whether or not it's gonna be a run or a pass. That's like the first thing to do. And once you like if you get that wrong, then it's really hard to get the rest of everything else right, right? On, on that play. Lamar Jackson to me, outside of Kyler Murray, provides the 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 most unique dual threat run pass option in the NFL. And it seems to me, and it's per your tweet, it seems to you that they're not getting enough out of him. I agree. What do you think might be the solution? You know what? I- <laughs> The the thing is, is that
1: he's my whole thing with him is like, OK, we've seen the electric stuff he can do. And the fact that he's still a young quarterback in his early 20s, mm-hmm. like, OK, now let's try to elevate and develop this dude so that he can be really good for a long time. Because eventually everything can't be a crazy electric play. You know, now this film on people. There's ways to like stop, stop him. There's ways to confuse him. There's ways to take people away. So how can we develop him into a more prolific, just a quarterback in general? Um, you, you, you look at, for example, I take like Josh Allen. Josh Allen never threw for 50%, over 50% or close 50, to 60% yeah. in his whole life until he went to Buffalo. And then they developed him because he already had these crazy gifts that he can do in terms of throw the ball 70 yards. And he can run just as well as anybody. You know, not scramble. He can legit. If you want to call quarterback runs, he can call quarterback runs and, and, and do damage. Um, you see Mahomes already, you know, he had the arm, but they developed him into a better quarterback. He even admitted on the shop of LeBron. He was like, I- I'm still learning mm-hmm. how to read routes. He admitted, I'm still trying to learn how to read defenses and, and see what's going on. See what this is after defenses. he's
0: been in the Super Bowl. Like, after he's shown... He already won a the Super Bowl and MVP. Success. Yeah, he's, he's shown these the most out of <laughs> the league and, 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 and admittedly <laughs> right. freely. With no, like, hey, I'm I'm reading defenses. You know, who's got time for that? Right. So my thing for, for Lamar is, like, let's not
1: keep uh, limiting him because you're like, I'm just going to do what I know to help him in terms of like what he can do well, let's continue to develop him. You have a whole entire offense to develop him because it's not a matter. He can't throw the football. He can throw the football just as well as whoever just develop him. So he can just be more prolific where he doesn't have to make all these extraordinary plays every single time you watch the chiefs in in the, in the bills, Josh Allen got busy the last two minutes. That's when he was like, all right, I don't need the playbook. Let me go do my thing. But before that, he was pretty prolific throughout the whole game. So I just feel like it, it, because of his skill set, I understand you don't want to make him into something he's not. I'm not saying that. I'm saying try to find more, um, more ways to, to help him evolve just from a overall football quarterback standpoint, I don't. Know if, I feel like right now Greg Roman is not allowing him to do that. I'm not saying get rid of Greg Roman. I'm saying maybe find someone, uh, bring in another quarter uh, coordinator. Like keep him there because he's really good for the run game. He's really good for the run mm-hmm. game. We know that. But bringing somebody who can help develop him into a better quarterback.
0: Yeah, it, it just seems like you know he came on the scene as a rookie and and went crazy. Second year player went crazy, but. It it hasn't really seemed to me that he has had an incredible amount of growth. Like, I feel like the same some of the same things I saw then, I still see now, whereas like. and, And I mean, don't get me wrong. At that time, you saw those things. He was playing at MVP level, right? So it's like it's, sure. it's very much talking to we're, – we're nitpicking, right? We're talking about just the temperature of the dish, not the contents, right? If, if the food is good, that's not the question. It's like, is this hot enough? Is this cold? Like, you know, that's really kind of where it is with him. But, I I mean, I agree because I would have thought by now that he would have been. And, and the, not only that, everything on the Bravens' offense looks difficult. Like, it, unless, like, unless Lamar does something crazy and artists like that, like you said, like the, to Mark Andrews and it's like a, you know, a seven yard out or turn, I mean, a five yard, just turn around and curl type deal or whatever. Like, it just looks hard. They look like very they don't look like they got a former MVP at quarterback. And it's not necessarily, in my opinion, because they don't like he doesn't not playing like an MVP, although he's not. But you know what? Hell, as I said yeah. that right now, what former MVP besides Patrick Mahomes, who plays quarterback, is playing like he's uh, the former MVP? Like, it's not Tom Brady. and It's not Aaron Rodgers. And, and unfortunately, it's not Lamar Jackson. Well, Aaron already he already went. He already went back to back. I mean, come on now. Like <laughs> I mean, I'm not coming at. Him, I'm just, but you're not No not no planning. I know what you mean I know yeah. what you mean I'm talking about for this year like what um, former MVP this season has really been I think that's yeah, the why people no, say I was the saying, league sucks well, this year
1: No. And Lamar's defense too. Like, sure. He should, he could have better weapons. There's been some health issues on offense, you know, to start the year off. But I feel like here's the thing. When you start doing extraordinary things, teams are spending the entire offseason to figure out how to, how to take away that. They're trying to figure out everything they can do to not have you, to not let you have another successful season. So what you do is you continue to evolve yourself, develop yourself and find ways to beat other teams to the punch. You know, um, I think he did that a little bit last year because he came out out the gate throwing for four hundred yards, and everybody like, all right, you think I'm gonna run? Well, I'm just gonna light you up over top. Right. Um, and then losing Hollywood Brown, you know, was was a big deal. So, but still, how can I find ways to continue to evolve despite you know the things like that? And coaches, coaches can really make or break players. Like that's just that's just the truth. So,
0: man, when you talk about coaches making or breaking players, and I just uh, I just go to Cliff Kingsbury because I see Kyler Murray and I just want him to be free from from <laughs> just I mean I just want him to be free. Like I don't know how much of that Seattle Arizona game you watched. Like I, you probably watched quite a bit of it. I know you're a fanatic. I, like me. I watched the whole thing. Yeah, but that offense for the the, the Arizona Cardinals offense is so uninspiring that like I mean the Seahawks defense is is by no great shakes they, they, like they're not good they're all right their offense has been how they've been able to have success this season so far but the but the Cardinals before last week you know how many first quarter points they had scored none you know how many first <laughs> half like none zero in five weeks and this is like so just like to me juxtapose that with Nathaniel Hackett and Russell Wilson last night the first what? The 20 plays? Russ is cooking. And then everything falls off. Like the whole I I thought you were supposed to be writing the game script. You script your first 15 plays, and that's like the, the best you, you know, a lot of times that's the best teams look. Cliff Kingsbury scripts 15 plays, and then it's the worst movie of all time.
1: Yeah, I mean that's it's it's funny. Um I was talking to some buddies about this, some NFL friends, about you know, if when people are on Colin Murray about him not studying and not being a good student, basically he's leaving the building early. Well, if Colin Murray's leaving the building early, you know who else is leaving the building early? Cliff. Cliff. Everybody else is leaving because quarterbacks and coordinators are tied to the hip. They're together watching the film all day long. So why is he, why is why would we, Colin be out the building and Cliff staying there? Like everyone's leaving the building, and you can tell because when when they line up, it it looks like street ball straight up like there's there, there aren't any set specific concept every time you you watch a cardinals highlight you got the kyle murray run around like a bad child mm-hmm. every time every time there is no need because he's another one who can sling the football just as good as anybody and he happens to have the ability to run like crazy too like that's what these quarterbacks are able to do you again i go back to mahomes and I go back to Josh Allen. If they need to get yards with their legs, they're going to do that. They're going to do it. But they're able to sit back here and get it done in the pocket because they have guys that know what they're doing with the weapons that they have.
0: Speaking of weapons that they have, they just traded for Robbie Anderson. Like, have you ever been on the side? First of all, I know you ain't never do no, uh, nothing like Robbie Anderson because I would have seen it. But (laughs) have you ever been (laughs) on the sideline when like that type of dispute has occurred? Like I know for a fact that like like okay, Jordan pulled Draymond Green the punch. Maybe that's a little bit too far but the idea that like coaches and players argue and practice in games and stuff like that obviously it's a, it's a contentious environment and plus like in 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 this job that doesn't exist in other people's jobs there's defense here or there's offense like there's another there's another group of people right. trying to stop you from what you're trying to accomplish right so of course whenever you have that there's going to be friction and all types of stuff but have you ever seen a guy Like been on the sidelines and see a guy, you know, and a position coach go in and uh, go in like that on each other.
1: No, but I seen Vernon get Davis get sent to the locker room by Coach Singletary. (laughs) Can't coach with him. Can't do it. Won't do it. No, I never I never um, I've been I've seen so many like heated discussions on the sideline, but not to the point where they had to send a dude to the locker room. Um, I will I will say this. Every team I've been on, we had a pretty good culture, all right? I'm just going to I'm gonna just say that and 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 part of it, part of it was cuz I was there, you know what I'm saying? I'm a, am a good culture guy. <laughs> uh. <laughs> However, there now not on the sideline but last I will say huh? that not no, I was not the first and last out. I was the I was I would leave and then come back later that night and watch tape. Um I got the heck out of there so I can go home and relax. But I do remember like in Washington we did have a crazy Situation um, when uh, when Kurt was going to take a knee, he had thrown a fade. Pierre Gasson Pierre didn't run the route uh, <laughs> versus Philly, and it was just some miscommunication going on. And then the locker room, it got pretty heated in the locker room. And what was funny is we came out after all that argument after all, after all that arguing, we ended up beating Philly and winning the division. So um, you know, I mean, I don't know, I don't know what coach said to Robbie. And I don't know if something happened beforehand, before they even got there for Robbie to feel a type of way for you to snap at somebody that had to be some history like that. I don't think this Robbie just going to go off on somebody like that. Cause that's number one thing. I remember Charles Woodson told me that he was like, cause when I first got to green Bay, Charles got into a beef with a lot of coaches. And he said, the first thing my mom told me, he was like, look, like people are going to, they can be a coach, but at the same time, we're all adults. So yeah. no one's going to talk to you crazy because we're all grown men. So again, I don't, I understand the whole hierarchy. Like you're a coach, but at that level, like, nah, son, like we all, we all adults. I I respect you because you're my coach, but don't try to come at me crazy. And and also, it depends too. Cause I remember one time a coach said something to me and when I was in Green Bay, I was a rookie and I snapped back at the coach. And then I remember Al Harris pulled me aside and he's like, look, I hear you, like you're in the right, but sometimes, Black, he said, sometimes you just got to play the game. Right. And that was what he means. Like, play the game, like, just let him have his thing. Cause at the end of the day, because you're a young guy, it's going to be his word over yours, regardless how you feel. Unless you see Wood or you're myself or somebody else, then okay, but you're still a young guy. You know, unless he's like ultra disrespectful. When I felt kind of he was, but it wasn't, you know, I could have yeah, been quiet. But. Or at least
0: there's a different way to go about handling the situation as opposed you barking back in this moment is not going to get the desired result that you're looking for. No, no doubt about it. Exactly. So, you know, and with that, obviously Robbie Anderson traded to those Arizona Cardinals. Christian McCaffrey rumored that, you know, he might, the, the asking price is two first round picks, which, you know, I would like a million dollars, too. You know you know what I'm saying? <laughs> if, 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 just give, if we're just giving things away, you know, I mean, that's absolutely right. absurd. But with this Cam Akers on the trade block, Like, do you think that there is a trade that could be made that would – Change the fortunes of a team like Cam. I don't know if Cam Akers to Baltimore or like uh, I don't see like Christian McCaffrey to Buffalo. Like I, I've seen people have been linking Christian McCaffrey seemingly to every team that seems to have trouble running the ball. But I don't think two first round picks. First of all, is insane. Second of all, on the Panthers, yeah, I don't. Know, yeah, two first on picks.
1: Two first round picks is pretty steep now. Now, if you have a team that's that's ready made, like they're ready to rock and you're kind of like kind of what the Rams was doing. They were just giving away their picks so they can get, sure. to the, get to the Super Bowl. You know, now, if you're in that situation, then sure. And the only team I can see right now that's in that situation is Buffalo. Um, I, I've been I knocked on the door in March. I have a I got, I got a receipt tweet out there saying like, man, if Buffalo isn't trade for CMC already, because I think he's just like that one more thing that could just really make I mean, they're already dangerous, but he will make them terrifying. Um but that's really the only team I can see like doing something like that. I know people talk about Kansas City possibility, but they they have a a loaded backfield that can do some uh, special things. Um but I wouldn't give up to uh for CMC, especially you, you just don't know every week he's on the injury report and you, you just yeah. you just don't know. So but for Cam Akers, I can I can see uh, you know, a Miami situation, um I could see a New England situation, you know what I mean? I could see something like that um, for Cam Akers because apparently all all it is is about him getting a fresh start. But they – because Henderson is yeah.
0: the guy that they rely on. I'm wondering, is it just like – it It just seems to be more contentious than just playing time, but is it simply just that with Cam Akers? Because that's the way everything should be reported. But, like, generally if a guy – is upset about his playing time. He's still dressed. It's like, he's still be involved with the, like, it seems to me, to me, it seems like a very NBA ish. And like, they have sent Cam Akers away from the facility and Cam Akers is now sitting at home.
1: Yeah. I don't know. They make it seem like he needs a fresh job, but from what? Like, perhaps is the, is the office too complex? You know what I'm saying? Is this something he's not understanding? Is this, you know, uh, is this something where they're just like giving up on him? You know what I mean? Because, I mean, I looked at him last year, I'm like, man, this this dude can be a thirteen to fifteen hundred yard type of back. And I know he has some problems holding on to the football and stuff like that. So I just look at it like, man, maybe they just look at it and they're like, Hey, he's not a good fit and he has some he has some value. Perhaps we can we can get some picks back for him. That's how I, I see it. Yeah, and because because Henderson is the reliable guy right now, and they're not yeah. a really run heavy team like that. They're a team where hey, let's just let's get a little bit of momentum and then go into the play action.
0: Yeah, well, they're a team that says let's pass the ball to Cooper Cup as many times as we can. <laughs> no, uh, like, so you just said about uh, needing to simple, or maybe the offense maybe is too complex for cam makers. How I I have never learned a football playbook. And absolutely never had to execute it on the field. How complex are some of these complexes offenses to the where the point that Aaron Rodgers is going to a press conference to say the word simplify over twenty five times in a fifteen minute period right. in time? Like how how hard is it? And like with the caveat that maybe some of these football players aren't aren't, aren't uh rose scholars.
1: Well, well, I don't know. I don't. Um, I think it's just a matter of him getting on the same page and I know people are going to go back to like, well, he should have been there all off season. And that's a fair point. Perhaps he should have been there with his young receivers all off, all off season. Um, because I remember I had a I had a talk earlier today, uh Tory Holt. And we were talking about how, when he was in college, he actually had a really good teacher. So that when he transitioned to the NFL, when he was on the greatest show on turf, they were like, damn bro, like you're already, you already know some of this stuff. You already understand how to study You understand concepts and defenses. And sometimes it, it all depends on who it is. Like when I, when I came in, I knew some football, but I was kind of like just a really good athlete who just knew how to play football. I wasn't like a really big student. And so you just never know how guys were taught coming into uh, going from college coming into the NFL. So, Perhaps, yes, these guys are are really good athletes and good players. But in terms of in terms of retaining information, understanding the same language and getting on the same page, then he's like, oh, you know, perhaps we need to scale back a lot, you know, and and really make it simple. So I think it just comes down to him spending more time with those guys and and trying to get it because I it doesn't seem complex, but I just think, you know, he's he's had he's had receivers where. They've been together for a long time, so it was kind of like he had like certain certain languages and certain signals and certain looks where they were on the same page.
0: I guess so. Like like you told me week one, uh, (laughs) week one. You know, you don't have to practice. Go balls! Like that shouldn't be practice. That should be something that you should just be able to say. Right? Hey, you run straight. I'm gonna throw it to you. Bring it down. Uh, But that that Packers offense is, is terrible right now. Like it's it's really wild to see that the Packers. If the Browns and the Lions weren't so damn bad, like you would have to really wonder if the Packers could make the playoffs. Like right now, right with the the way right. the Vikings have been playing and, and eking out wins. At the end of the day, it's not how good it looks; it's what the record is. Uh, you know, <laughs> whenever the wins and losses are all settled. But so, Tom Brady goes to Robert Kraft's wedding on Friday night. First of all, I, got, I said that wrong. Because Tom Brady didn't go to Robert Kraft's wedding. Robert Kraft's wedding was some other period in time. Tom Brady goes to a party that Robert Kraft threw to make a <laughs> surprise announcement that he had gotten married some other period in time. Because here's the real rub. Rob Kraft, you would expect to be you know, a football fan, football guy, you would expect, right? Why would you get married in the fall? First of all, because now if you get married in the fall, your wedding anniversary is in the fall. So now every year you have set up conflict between you and week five. Congratulations. No, it's, funny, the- it's, so, no, it's so
1: funny you say that. It's so funny you say that because
0: my, my best friend who um,
1: he, he was planning a wedding and he had it in September and I'm like, yo. He was like, oh, that's right. You're in season. I was like, yeah, bro. So he intentionally had his wedding in May. So I could be there and I'm in it. See, so I mean if you yeah, and if you notice too, a lot of a lot of pro athletes have like July and June weddings because that's the only time we have freedom to do anything wedding related.
0: In <laughs> fact, it's, it's during that time. <laughs> Cross sports for a moment, Alice Caruso missed his sister's wedding, which she had scheduled in June. Because that way, he would be out of the season by then. It was after the finals. He would have been out of the season. Uh, However, COVID, so instead he missed it because he was in the bubble. And if he had left the bubble, he wouldn't have been able to come back into the bubble or whatever the situation would have been. He said, I'm not doing it. I'm staying here. I'll send you a gift. Love you, sis. Tom Brady had no time for that. Tom Brady flies. And I don't have a problem with Tom Brady flying to the wedding party, even though I think it's odd. I have a bigger problem with the idea that you have a party to celebrate the wedding you already had. You should have a wedding, and then the party, boom, kind of like, uh, you know, one after the other. But it feels weird to me that somebody with more money than God, as I imagine Tom Brady got, could fly (laughs) to Boston, go to the party, and then not go back to Tampa. I mean, I understand it's a lot of travel, but go back to Tampa to then travel with the team when it seems as if, Especially from last season with Urban Meyer not flying back with the team. Traveling with the team seems like it's a very, very important thing pre and post football games.
1: Look, Dion did both in one game and one one day. He played both football and baseball. So it could be done.
0: So but did Dion yell at the safeties and cornerbacks on the other side of him when they let pass. Like, was is that how that went? Like was Dion in the linebackers' faces like, man, y'all need to get up here and stop the run. I'm making too many tackles.
1: He can do that, though. Them boys got rings because he showed up. All right. Them boys got rings. Them boys got rings. All right. I hear what you said. That that gives him some time. That gives if they if they didn't win anything and he was there barking, he still has some power. But them boys got rings. Okay. them boys are set for life. There's some dudes over there. Okay. All right. But he, he was encouraging at first. Like, guys, we're better than this. And then, boom, he went in alright it's not about oh you didn't come on Friday so don't be talking to me like them boys got rings
0: shut up line up so you telling me that nobody nobody had a side eye at all when they get on the plane they go to Saturday walk through and uh, and whoever's the back or quarterback for the Bucks is escaping me It's running with the starting team time, man this Brady we
1: got Brady if we didn't have Brady we ain't have a chance what else we got <laughs>
0: What we got is a Buccaneers offense that has only scored thirty over thirty points once this season with Tom Brady. They got Tom Brady now, and they, I mean, I saw the faces all right, on them offensive linemen, and they didn't necessarily look like they were being too receptive to what Tom Brady had going on. They'd be, they'd be all right, man. They'd be all right, all right, man. Before we pick some games for this week, let's take a quick <laughs> break. Your first bet with Caesars Sportsbook and Casino—it's on Caesars, up to twelve hundred and fifty dollars. Download the app with promo code CZRFULL, C Z R FULL, and place your first bet. If you win, congratulations. If you don't, you'll get it back as a free bet. That first bet also gives you 1,000 tier credits and 1,000 rewards credits, putting you closer to the types and perks, types of perks only Caesars can offer free stays, game tickets, experiences,
2: and more. Must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Michigan, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Ontario, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming, or Washington, D.C. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, Ohio, and Utah, and other states where prohibited. Know when to stop before you start. Gambling problem? Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Virginia, West Virginia, Pennsylvania, affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia. If you know someone who has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling one 800 gambler That's one 800 426 25 or Maryland, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, DC, Nevada, Wyoming, Kansas, affiliated with Kansas Crossing Casino. Call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 467-369. Ontario, visit connectsontario.ca or call 1-866-531-2600. Or text connects to 247-247. Tennessee, call or text the Tennessee red line at 1-800-889-9789. Let's take a quick break. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza, better because it has to be.
0: All right, well, Thursday Night Football, the aforementioned Cliff Kingsbury and the New Orleans Saints do battle. Will it be Andy Dalton? Will it be Jameis Winston? Will it be Taysom Hill? Probably some combination of two of those three names uh, playing for the New Orleans Saints at quarterback. Right now, uh, Robbie Anderson making his Arizona Cardinal debut. The Saints right now, one and a half point underdogs, total 45. Who do you think wins this game or who do you think covers?
1: Um, I got Arizona. I think um, D. Howe comes back, too, right? Doesn't he? This is his first game back. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, I think I think they're gonna come alive. They're gonna get lit. I okay, got Arizona.
0: Let's go. Yeah, I'm taking the Saints here, uh, in big part because of what I, everything I just said about Kyler Murray and and uh, and, and uh, this Cardinals offense is atrocious. And while I don't think the they Saints offense of is, is gonna go good, off, uh, yeah, I kind of think it's that it's gonna be a big run game, slow game. It's, and the Cardinals are not that type of offense. They want to be quick strike, and they're going to quickly strike out against the Saints, who should have won last week against the Bengals. I'm taking the Saints to cover there. The New York football Giants, Will Blackman, fresh yeah, off. Yeah, how about the, uh, this? Fresh off beating Lamar Jackson and the Bravens, coming back from 10 down in the fourth quarter. I mean, one of the good stories in the NFL this year, the New York Giants. Three-point underdogs to the Jaguars. In Wars. disrespect. Give me the Giants, the disrespect, the disrespect. To which side? I just want to make sure because sometimes your picks be, I'm I'm wondering. No, I got got Giants covering. Okay. The Giants. I think think they're just a better football team. are you
1: kidding
0: me? They're just a better football team. Yeah. And I think they're a better coach. And while the thing that I like about the Giants. I'm going to say they're better.
1: I'm going to say they're better coached. I mean, they're, they're both pretty competitive, but.
0: Well, Giants have I players. say this is why I say the Giants might be better coached than the Jaguars, but because the Giants seem to to be making their comebacks and drives, and the, their their whole strategy seems to be like let's keep it close, let's make they make decisions throughout the game that give them opportunities to win the game in the end, and I think that's a lot of coaches are you could probably fault and say they get lucky a lot of times, whereas like. The Giants have with pretty much the exact same roster as they had with Joe Judge. They have no name brand wide receivers. Uh, and Saquon Barkley's left two of these six games injured already. And, you know, the, 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 the train keeps on rolling. So that's why I say I think the right. Giants might be a better coach. Because you see the Jaguars, they had two 20-point wins and then looked, you know, completely flipped over right after. But I like the Giants – to cover, and maybe even went out right here, but I'm definitely taking a three. AFC South matchup, the Colts are three-point dogs against the Titans, another total of 42-and-a-half. Indianapolis burned me so bad last week. That touchdown touchdown killed me. And also, not only did it kill me, Will, you know what else it did? Oh, man. It knocked me out of the number one spot in the Extra Points Pick'em pool. Ah, your co-host, Martin Weiss, me, the one and only, was number one from week one to now. Then I picked. Yeah, switched. I, I, I that touchdown, saved me. Yeah. yeah well, it saves you from going what? Four and 13 to five and 12? Congratulations. You something, really killed something, it. Something like that. Yeah, it's all okay. good.
1: <laughs> it, but we're talking about this game. So I won this game.
0: We are talking about this. What's, what side are you on here?
1: Oh, I'm going with Indy again. I mean, right now they had two strong wins. You saw Coach uh, Frank Wright damn near cry after the speech. Um, So, yeah, I got the Colts covering here. Yeah, I like the Colts
0: too. I, I don't know if they figured something out with their offensive line or not, but I do say this, you know, Jonathan Taylor down, Naheem Hines down. What do they do? Now they turn to that guy Jackson. I uh, can't remember his first name right now. The running back, from Jackson. And Phil Lindsey's the there too. Deion Jackson, right? Is his name. Deion Jackson. Yep, Deion. And I mean, he uh, he was running angry and he was running hard. And this Titans team He was running angry. Uh, I I don't like this Titans team, man. I think that a bad. I don't like season. this Titans team at all.
1: They, why do you, that's why do you offense, not dude? like them? I don't know. they just. I just don't even know who's on the team anymore. <laughs> 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 I just don't want to watch the offense. I don't. I like their defense. They're fun. You know, it's cool to see Robert Woods, you know, do his thing once in a while. But other than that. Okay.
0: I got you. I'll one last game before we get into the lemon pepper parlays. I, I, I'm going back to the well, Will. I have picked the Baltimore Ravens all six weeks so far this season. And I'm picking them again to cover six and a half against the Browns. The Browns coming back down to earth. Jacoby Brissett was one of the better quarterbacks in the AFC for the first, I don't know, uh, four weeks of the season. He's starting to come back down. The Ravens, double-digit leads in every damn game, Will. Every game, <laughs> double-digit you They're going to hold on to this one? <laughs> I'm holding on to it. And you know what else? The Ravens are going to hold on to the double-digit lead that they have in the fourth quarter of this one. They win this game by 10, but they definitely cover the six and a half. Yeah, I, I got you on that too. I don't know what Kevin Stefanski's really doing, but I, I tweeted yeah, when I he mean, got his coach of the year. Here is the like thing: Kevin Stefanski's coach of the year was going to feel like Matt Nagy's coach of the year, and I feel like I'm tracking to the right direction there, bro. Here is the thing: There's one, it's one thing, it's one thing to
1: call plays, but it's also another thing to be a leader of men. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, you can you have this offense, you can call plays but at the end of the day can you lead can you like create a culture where like guys are just battling no matter what you know what I mean i mean you look at coach tomlin he walks around there all day he doesn't call anything but he gets it done yeah, he's just in he finds a way to he's in charge
0: like finds a way to get, <laughs> like, way to get it done
1: his job is boss boss yeah and then you know the giants lucked out cuz they got dave who can do both you know, he, he can do both. He challenges everyone. That's why, I see, Daniel Joe's playing pretty well. He's He is challenging him. You saw the one where he snapped on him on the side. I'm like, bro, like, get it together. You know what I mean? So, um, I don't know what's going on with Cleveland, man. That's, that's one. Of, Cleveland and, and the Cowboys are, my right now, my two, like, disappointing teams right now. Just, just not, like, mad like I care, but, like, just disappointing. You no, know? I feel you from uh, your preseason like, expectations, like just,
0: but I'm surprised to hear you say the Cowboys are in that group.
1: Well, but you because you look at talent and you're just like, yo, like let, let's go.
0: You know what I'm saying? So, all good. I I I feel where you're coming from because as everybody has told me how bad this season has tried to be. I've been looking around. The Cowboys should be Super Bowl contenders. Like they should feel like Super Bowl. Like with Dak Prescott back and full When you look at everything, but when you see it on the field, like I I agree with I like I've been waiting for the. It's just driver. disappointing.
1: Yeah, like it's they like have some, I feel like sh- there's like no fight, especially watching that Philly game. I don't know it's about Cleveland. But watching the Philly game, it was just like, just 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 bossed around. You know, I don't know. But Yeah, no, I well,
0: especially that that third interception by Cooper Rush. I feel like that was one. The game was sort of in the <sighs> balance, but C.D. Lamb just felt like he didn't even like. I was aware the ball was coming to him or just couldn't care less. The ball was coming to him. And I get it was a terrible throw, but you'd love to see your receiver play a little defense there.
1: Yeah. I feel like right now with CD lamb, I feel like he's digressing. Um, I I don't, I don't think he's running strong routes. Um, Even, even the there was one that got batted down uh, early in the game, the first drive, like he ran like an angle route and it wasn't like he was trying to sell it. Like he's just not running un, almost like he's uninspired to run routes for Cooper rush. Um, the, the clock struck 12 on Cooper rush. I I just watched it and it was almost as if he was as if he played too much because he had a straight noodle oh, yeah. the whole game, the whole game. Like he, like there was no velocity on the football, even like him stepping into the rows. It, it didn't even matter. That ball was not getting there. So it was almost like he was just like, Tapped out, you know what I'm saying? So, um, which is which works in, in their favor because Dak will be back. So,
0: yeah, that's something that you know I don't think I've truly considered until earlier recording this with you when you we were talking about tackling somebody and you were like, Yeah, well, maybe that DB had a tough time. He's been coming down tackling running backs all day and his shoulder is sore. And it just made <laughs> me think about And I, I mean, because you see these guys hit each other every game. And, but you don't, maybe, I don't, know, to me, it doesn't register all the time until you see somebody like stay down. But just the concept of how Matt Stafford can have a sore elbow and is like, that may be a cause of the problem. Cooper, the idea that Cooper Rush may not have been able to have the arm strength to go week in, week out and complete, you know, or even attempt that no, many that's, passes that's- on a high velocity.
1: No, but that's a real thing. Like we joke, like former former players, we joke around. Like, man, I can get in there right now and make a play, or I can go in there right now and do something. And we always be like, you can give seventeen weeks. Can you get like? Can you give seventeen weeks? The war of attrition is a beast, bro. And and like, can you do you have the ability to sustain that long and for him to not play? And now he's the guy getting all the reps and and having to do this week in and week out. He he probably doesn't even have a recovery routine so he can come back out there and do it again the next Sunday. He? You know what I'm saying? Because he, he
0: exactly. Right. So before we go into the lemon pepper parlay for this week, seven, let's take another quick break. All right, Will, what's your lemon pepper parlay for this week? All right, lemon pepper
1: parlay. This is what we're doing here, people. So we got we got the, the wonderful Seahawks They had headed to win. L.A. Headed to L.A. And, and the one thing that the Seattle Seahawks, they do really well that the Chargers struggle with is that they can run the football. And right now, K-Dub is getting it done. Gino is so comfortable. He's pleased back there playing like he got a cigarette, you know, in his <laughs> fingers. That <laughs> man is straight chilling. And then obviously you got they got you know Tariq Willen, who's able to get the football. He is a cheat code to be 6'4 running a 4-2. It is like ridiculous. So I, I like I like Seattle to cover the plus seven. Also, we got um the Dolphins, okay, versus the Steelers. Um, I think, yeah, I, I like them uh, covering there. And then, back to back weeks, man. <laughs> they they keep throwing that that double digit uh, underdog on the Panthers. So right now, you know, they they got the Bucks at home, ten and a half. I like that right there too. So there you go. You got Seattle Dolphins, Carolina Panthers.
0: I'm not betting the Panthers this week. I'm not. I mean, I'm, I shouldn't say this. I probably will bet the Panthers this week. I'm not putting them in my lemon pepper parlay because I don't want to get burned by by that team yet again. But, go big or go home. Not hey, back so not to back, scary. Back-to-back weeks laying 10-and-a-half against the, the, the Rams and the Buccaneers are not a touchdown better than anybody in this league Like on paper. I'm sorry. Like Maybe the game will play out differently, but the Buccaneers laying 10-and-a-half, that number is ridiculous. If you can close your nose – and uh, and and just deal with the stench of of taking the Panthers uh, by all means. I endorse that pick. My lemon pepper parlay this week. I like all three of these teams. I think all three of them have a real potential to actually win the game outright. I'm going first. This is they've been my darlings all season. The Atlanta Falcons plus six versus the Bengals. Falcons have been they they run that run game is real they control the clock and I love the way that Arthur Smith has that team they're a tough team to, they're a tough team to play I'm taking the Jets plus three versus the Broncos the Broncos worst offense in football still and again <laughs> Broncos defense has been okay but I don't see the Broncos getting over seventeen points and the Jets have kind of stumbled upon some things with their rookies and and Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall. And as long as Zach Wilson doesn't cost me this game, I like the Jets to win it outright, but I'm taking the three for the parlay. And finally, off the bye, I'm taking the Detroit Lions plus seven against Dak Prescott in his return and the Dallas Cowboys. This, Cow- this Cowboys offense has been bad with Cooper Rush. I don't know how much better they get in Dak's first game back, but ultimately I think he here. No, I mean, I don't know how much better they get in You don't know how much better? In Dak's first game back. Like I said, Dax's first game back. How much better they get in Dak's first game back? He I'll have forgot, to see. He forgot how to play football? He forgot how to play football? Week one, they didn't look great either. I would like to see Man. how he looks off an injury. Man. I don't think that's insane to say. But also, Will Blackman, I'm not picking the so line because of the so, Cowboys so offense. He got, so, so he got worse, and Detroit's going to get better. No, I didn't say that Detroit was going to get better. What I was about to say before you rudely interrupted me is that this Detroit team, instead of drafting Justin Fields, they drafted Panay who has been lights out as a tackle. The offensive line and, and the way the, the Lions block up is going to be a problem for the Cowboys. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game, and I think it's going to be one where, obviously, seven is a ton of points to cover. If DeAndre Swift is back, Amon Ross St. Brown is back. That's the line. If that's the key for the Lions' offense, and the other thing, they have to win this game. Dan Campbell's never won a road game after losing twenty nine to nothing to Bailey Zappi and the New England Patriots. If they don't, this is the type of game you don't win. This congratulations, your odds for first coach fired, next coach fired, rather have skyrocketed. I think Dan Campbell finally gets his first road win here, but I'm taking a seven from my parlay. Apparently, you don't agree. Well done. <laughs> we'll see how well done it is. I don't know. It all could be, you know, it could be uh, well done. It could be raw at the end of this. Depends on how uh, how these picks play out. But for uh, for Will Blackman, I'm Martin Weiss. That's Lemon Pepper Parlay for Week Seven. Sal, put me on the damn website. <laughs> <laughs>